Hi, everyone. Welcome back to our Retour Resistance Recap. My name is Lacey. This is Ashley. And um, that's what up? That's Ashley. And we're just here to talk to you about um, a little recap on last week's chapter one of this new book that we're reading called Minor Feelings by Kathy Park Hong. Um, just a little bit of background. So the reason why we chose this book is because um, we've been trying to read about different racial and ethnic groups in the U.S. And for this kind of next series of reading, we wanted to read a book by an Asian American author just to expand our understanding of the Asian American experience, especially because it's written by an Asian American woman. Um, and as an Asian American woman myself, I absolutely love this book so far. And yeah, let's just jump right into it. So Ashley, what was um, some parts of the discussion or chapter one that you really enjoyed? Yeah, so I think um, this is probably my first time a lot. Oh, we also talked about, so background, we talked a lot about um, our schooling, basically, of who were the voices that we had growing up, whether it be for college or for elementary, high school. And the consensus of the group was that very little um, of us were exposed to Asian American authors growing up because I wasn't considered the, you know, great American literature that's kind of like forced on us in school. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, so everyone was really excited. And this first chapter for me, I was like, wow, okay, we're opening with depression. And mm -hmm. I think that was such an interesting way of kind of just being very real with the reader. And I feel like you're already saying like, I'm about to be super vulnerable with y'all come into my experience. This is what it was like. And I think also with her being Asian American, the um, Asian American culture or Asian culture has a lot of shame with it. And so for her to be so bold and so courageous to have like the first three lines be like, I was going through depression and I called um, for a therapist. And I think it's also advocating for mental health in a time where even though we're in a pandemic, I still feel like there's still stigma, right? I feel like we have been working really hard to not have stigma with mental health, but there's still so many obstacles and so much to kind of tear down for it to be a non-taboo subject. So I really like that. And then also something that was super interesting to me was she talked about self-hating people and so she talked about how there's already been an established of self-hating black people self-hating jews but there has not been any conversation or any information or research done on self-hating asian and so mm -hmm. i wanted to define what she meant by self-hating so for her in her book she says racial self-hatred is seeing yourself the way the whites see you which turns you into your own worst enemy hmm which I think is a really interesting way to put it. And it, it kind of makes it very plain, right? Because when we are a minority or when we are a person of color, if I'm a black woman in America, the many things that are being pushed at me are just very counter than what I just am, right? Like my life experiences, what I look like, what I'm striving to be, 
And so always being othered and always being outside of that general narrative, like what does that do to a person? And Mm -hmm. then we talked about too, um, I know in, I think most cultures, not most cultures, but I, it is very well known in Asian culture that most of, a lot of their um, skincare has like bleaching in it already, which is mm-hmm. kind of like wild. But then also it's so weird because you have people like, you know, bleaching their skin to be more fair or more white. Right. And then in America, you have people who are like tanning mm-hmm. or yeah, what I saw recently um, body paint. Oh, heck no. You talking about Kim K? <laughs> I wasn't going to say. <laughs> That's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> um, yeah, but like, it's literally for not only your face, because you can see like a lot of people, they can like become like in, in what is it? Um, ambiguous with their face. Yeah, racially they're, ambiguous. Yeah. If they're like a certain brownish, tannish thing or whatever, so they can be racially mm-hmm. ambiguous. But then also like, not only on your face, now we're going to put it on your arms and your hands. And I'm just like, like, I literally asked my friends in the group text, is this blackface? I, I yes. Know. Yes. 100%. He was like, yes. No, it's not because. I think it is. What's the difference between tanning? I'm like, honestly, the only thing I thought of was like, what does it look like when you shower, bruh? Like, it's yeah. Just, all coming off of you but yeah so i think just even that like it's okay white girl to be white like it is That's okay what, yes we want white girls it to be white, white. You, you don't have to change and it's so crazy because yeah it's like you know you can do whatever you want um and then it's like people just kind of turn in the, to the same face which is pretty wild but Back to the book. <laughs> Sorry for that sidebar. No, it's okay. Yeah, so I think it was just really interesting to see. And then also I feel like um, the group was talking about how you can just tell that she's a poet. Yes. A, a writer because mm-hmm. she just gives you the imagery and she gives you the words. And it's just such a delight to read about such heavy topics. But it's yes. like it's written lightly, like it's heavy, but it's lightly to read through. And then you're like, wow, that's so heavy. It's not like a bunch of like studious words, just like, what are you talking about? It's like, I know what you're talking about. I know these feelings. And yes. it's, it's um it makes for a better read for sure. Yeah. I would definitely agree. It's it's written very beautifully and poetically. And I think it's really hard to write about stuff like racial trauma but in like a poetic and easy to read way so Mm -hmm. I totally agree with that yeah Um, and I think what's been beautiful mm -hmm. about these book clubs are we're exploring um narratives that we as a group and probably individually have not seen before Mm -hmm. and kind of amplifying those voices rather than us kind of having this idea and then like running with it right we're peering into that space and cultivating more compassion and more empathy because we can see because I think it's it's always super interesting when you don't know something you literally don't know it right you do not see it 
but once you see it, you can't unsee it. Yes. So I think about that for all of these experiences mm -hmm. that we're reading that she had. And like some of them were pissing me off, right? I'm like, bruh, really? Yep. Mm -hmm. And it's like you can't unsee that. So if you're in a situation and you see like those little microaggressions, you're like, nah, apologize or nah, you need to do X, Y, and Z. So I think that that's good. And it's a way that we're kind of building that muscle now because we're like, we see it. We know that's wrong. Next time we see it, we'll know to speak up. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Yes. Um, Did you have any quotes from this chapter that stood out to you? Yeah. Um, I think for me, real quick, is on page 18 when she was talking about, um, like, when you have to explain race and she says on page 18, patiently educating a clueless white person about race is draining. It takes all of your powers of persuasion because it's more than a chat about race. It's ontological. It's like explaining to a person why you exist or why you feel pain or why your reality is distinct from their reality. And I just really resonated with that quote because I could never really put to words why expa explaining or educating a white person about race is so exhausting for me. Like it's so draining. Um, and I think she puts it really well. And um, yeah, I don't know. It just sucks the energy out of me in exactly the same way she wrote it. So that was one quote that I really, really, really love from the book. Yeah. yeah I, I think the, super awesome thing about her being a poet is she's like she's just writing these complex feelings very like neatly just like mm -hmm. there you go and this is what that feeling is when you yes. have to explain your existence to white people who exist outside of being othered and are part mm -hmm. of dominant culture always mm -hmm. yes so yeah i just really enjoyed this first chapter and I think for me as an Asian American woman, and then as you, as you were talking about how it's like, we come from a culture of shame of, I would argue like silence of, of like, and we're painted by American whiteness as like being the silent, you know, like trophy uh, minority. I think it's just really empowering to read an Asian American woman who just is so blunt and so vulnerable and um, I feel really seen and heard when I read her content. So, yeah. Um, so those are just a few thoughts, everyone, from our reflections from this past week. Um, we'd love it if you could join us for our book club. Um, our Resource Resistant Book Club happens every Saturday morning at 9 to 10 a.m. And, yeah, we would love to have you there. If you're interested in joining, you can feel free to message us on Instagram at Lyrical Assembly, or you could email me or Ashley um, Lacey at Lyrical Opposition or Ashley at Lyrical Opposition to get the link to join our book club. Um, yeah, so with that, we're just going to go ahead and end it here, and thank you for tuning in. Thank you. Bye. Hey, that was 11.39, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll put 11... And then I forgot we talked about history too, so I'm gonna put that up in the chapter two. Add that in. Okay. Um, all right. I will start.
feel like we gave it enough time, yeah? Yes, go ahead. Okay. Welcome back to our Reads for Resistance recap video. We are recapping Minor Feelings by Kathy Park Wong. Hong. Hong. I've edited that out, Christian. I'm so sorry. Do <laughs> okay, you want to start over? You yeah, want to start over? over. All right. Okay, let's start over. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> okay, give it a second. Give it a second. Welcome back to our Reads for Resistance recap. Um, right now, we are on chapter two of our book, Minor Feelings, by Kathy Park Hong. And last week, we talked about the impact of just grabbing the reader um, and... Mm -hmm discovering and talking about talking about subjects that were pretty intense but very poetically and so for chapter two i was super intrigued by the way she set it up basically she set it up as the title is stand up but a lot of the subject is talking and so you would think that's super random right but it was really great the way she focused on richard Pryor and some black comedians who use their platform of being a comedian to talk about things that are often unspoken in American history or in their experiences and making you think of it and kind of like I think when you go to like a comedy show you're like oh I'm gonna have fun and it's like nope that's that real and so it puts you in a different space and you're a little more I would say vulnerable because basically you go to a comedy show to listen and so when someone's talking to you about experiences that are very intense, you're kind of stuck there. And then the way they set up the joke, you can feel what they feel, right? Um, another thing I wanted to, um, what we talked about for chapter one that we didn't say in our last recap was that we talked about history and how it played into the American kind of attitude for immigrants and how the United States, the so-called melting pot, basically discriminated against Asian people and said, we can't have them come here. And I think it's so interesting that for so long we... Oh, damn. What just happened? 